back to Nervous Rex, a Neon Genesis Evangelion podcast that is 50% rewatch, 50% first time watch, and 400% sync rate. My name is <laughs> That's good. That's my, good. My name is Joe. I use any and all pronouns. Chris, I use he, him pronouns. And it is my turn to recap. Yeah, let's just dive right the fuck in. <laughs> I want to start talking about the episode as soon as possible. So let's do I want to just like get this going, and I'm not even going to try to, I'm going to try to not use the wiki because that'll slow me down. Just go off. Just go off your raw emotion, and anything that I th- remember that you missed, we'll we'll get to it. Okay, so it opens up like pretty quickly after the last episode ended. Shinji's still in the Ava, and he's yelling at his dad, and it rules. He's just like, "You tried to make me kill Toji with my own hands, like fuck you, basically." Um, <laughs> and then they're like, "Fuck you," and they they add the. Gendo like boosts up it rules because like Shinji's like standing up to his dad and it's just like this is too far like I'm never piloting Ava again like you're a bastard or whatever and like it rules because like he stands up to him and he, actually it's, it's more intense than that he he threatens to destroy half a headquarters and I was just like hell yeah let's go and then um they immediately take that moment away from you in a way that works really well because Gendo's just like fuck this kid like flood the LCL like just like max it out and so um Shinji's big like stand up to his dad moment gets like taken away like everything else in his life by the the mean adults specifically his dad yeah he's like we don't have time for a petulant child and so they like flood the thing with the LCL and then like they pop him out of the hatch and he like goes to the hospital next to Toji who wakes up and notices Shinji's next to him and it's like why is he next to me why am I here and he has like a a vision of Shinji and Rei talking on that train we've seen before and Ray's like, why'd you do that? And Shinji's like, he tried to make me kill my friend. And she's like, well, did you stop thinking about what your dad felt and what he thought? And I want to be like, fuck you, Ray. I was pissed when that happened. Um, and then Shinji's like, yeah, I did try to understand. And she's like, like, did you? Like, are you just running away from unpleasant truths? And he's like, what's wrong with running away if reality sucks? And then Toji's like, huh, I wonder what they're arguing about. And then he like kind of wakes up. And like the class president is there. He uh, apologizes that he couldn't eat the, the meal that she made for him. But those two are just kind of, like, cute together for a second because she tries to be like, I'm only here for class duties. And he's like, I know, I know. And then it's back to uh, Shinji and stuff because he was like, I'm done with this. Uh, and he gets, like, summoned to to go speak to his dad. And he's in handcuffs. And they're like, you did all this stuff that's, like, a crime. It was, like, abandoning an, uh, an Ava, like, it said, like, childish intimidation or something like that. There was, like, three things they listed. And they're like, these are all... Um, punishable offenses and he's just like that's fine I'm never gonna pilot Neva again and Gendo's like oh so you're running away again like I expect we'll never see each other again and Shinji's like yeah that's the plan and then I think he just I don't remember anything else is super important in that conversation he walks out he's, he's gonna stay with, at his teacher's place he and Masato have like a last conversation where uh, she's like you understand that your movements are gonna be kind of limited now there's gonna be like restrictions on what you can do and he's like yeah I know He's basically just like I. He's basically just like like confirming that he's made his decision and that's final. And she knows that she can't change his mind. She's like, "This is the real Shinji. Like, this is him. I've never heard him so positive before." So he goes home. He's like laying on a cot. Uh, he gets like a phone call. I believe it's from Kensuke. Is that is that's that correct? the voice that I recognized? And the, and there's certain lines that make me pretty sure that it's yeah, Kensuke. there's context clues too. He's like, "Why are you running away? You're disappointing me." Uh, like, we were all, like, 
count you were like different from all of us or something like that and then he's like even toji became a pilot and i and then it cuts off and then i wasn't sure if shinji receives another phone call or tries to make a phone call but it basically gets blocked by nerve was the way that it seemed i think i think that's just the exact same moment like when it cuts off i'm pretty sure oh he that hears that voice that gets cut off oh, okay. I, i'm pretty sure Okay. That's 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 that, what I got. I don't think Shinji ended it or did anything himself. I think he's just receiving the situation. That would make sense. For some reason, I felt like they were two separate phone calls. But yeah, that makes sense. And then they're like, Asuka and Ray are hanging out. And actually, I think this is a little bit beforehand. But like, regardless, Asuka's basically just like good riddance, as you'd expect her to be. Misato points out to Shinji when they had their conversation that he's like, Asuka must be pretty dis- disgusted with me. And she's like, yeah, she didn't ask me to say goodbye to you. And Shinji's like, good. And then I think the next thing that happens is like he's just like out in the world, like living his life, and then an angel shows up because that's what show it is. The show is yeah, Neon Genesis, not... and Angel shows up. Well, I, I don't know if he's leaving back because remember when he tried to run away the first time? Uh huh. He was like at that same train station. So I don't know if that's like taking him to a different part of Japan or what, but an angel shows up. Yeah. Um, and they're like, get to shelter, and uh, they pop Asuka up in the uh, her Ava because Ray's is still still has one arm from the last episode, and obviously Shinji's is without a pilot, so they launch Asuka up there by herself at first, if I'm remembering correctly. She tries to uh, shoot the thing uh, first with one gun and then with two guns, and uh, the two rocket launchers, and then <laughs> yeah, and it, it, it doesn't work. And the thing, the angel has, like, these weird, like, I can only describe its arms, like, very sharp tiles that can stretch. Like, it's just, like, squares that can, like, extend and, like, just, like, dice shit up. And, uh, the thing cuts Asuka's arms off. Its face looks like that mask from Mario 2. I'm not familiar. Doki Doki... What's that fucking? I was gonna say literature club. That's not it. It's Doki Doki Panic, is the original game, and then they uh, color swapped it for Mario Two. Anyways, go gotcha. on. It's it just Google it. <laughs> yeah. Well, they they um the angel chops uh Oscar's. I said Oscar's arms off, but it's I should be clear. It's Oscar's like Evangelion. Like the Ava's arms get get cut off, uh, and then like just in time, they're like uh like sever the like nerve connection just before the thing uh cuts the Ava's head off. So mm-hmm. like she therefore starts, she starts charging at it armless. Yeah, which is which is dope and, and very Asuka. Um but this way she won't feel like her head got cut off. So that's probably good that they did that. Probably um, we don't check in with her again. Yeah. Then they were gonna um they were gonna send up Ray in the um in Shinji's Ava, but it rejects her and they're like, okay, use the, the dummy plug uh, as a backup, and it rejects the dummy plug as well. So then Ray goes up in her one-armed uh, Ava and tries to like, and Shinji notices like because he's watching this happen because he's in a shelter and Asuka's Ava's head crashes in on the shelter, so he knows that the shit's going down now. And then he's out what there watching. What a fucking shot! Yeah, it's great. And then he's watching as um. I think it's just like at that point, like the military is then continuing to try to shoot down the angel, but like the Asuka's armless, headless Ava's still standing there, like, silhouetted as there's, like, fire all around it. And Shinji's standing outside watching it instead of evacuating to the next shelter. And he runs into Kaji, who's just out there watering his little plants and his watermelons. Mm-hmm. They both ask each other what they're doing out there. 
Kaji's like, um, you know, this is as good a place. Basically, like, like uh, Shinji's like, why are you like watering these right now? And he's like, what better time than now? And he says like, there's not many more places I'd rather be when I die. Like I'd rather be, it, God, it's a quote between Masato's breasts. But other than that, it's like yeah, doing he this, couldn't, like watering. He the, couldn't have one moment where he just think he's a sincerely okay dude. Right, but I right, he's just weird, weird creep. Uh, uh, and then he's like, all I can do is stand here and water these, but you have something that you can do, something that only you can do. So think about what you want to do. Like this is just you. Nobody's pressuring you. Like just like what is right, because he also explains that if the angel gets to Adam below the surface, then all of humanity is going to go extinct. That's going to be the third impact. And I thought I was, I thought I had corrected my order, but no, this is all happening after Ray goes up and tries to fight. I think, or maybe at the same time. Uh, I don't know um, if anyone really I, cares about that. No, I th- I think that happens first because I think that I think that conversation starts. Shinji watches what Ray does, and then I don't know if he talks to Kaji again after that, and then makes his decision, or if it's yeah, it's I, I it's think, some combination of these events. Yeah, I think everyone has gone down by the time he makes his final decision, but but somewhere in there, Ray goes up in her one armed thing, and Shinji notices like oh shit, like without a rifle, and then she's gonna try to blow up the thing because she's got like a little like canister grenade thing. She goes up and she like pushes the bomb through its shield and then boosts up her AT field to 100%, like, whatever. And it blows up big time. And um, I don't, I think it just didn't do anything to the angel, right? No, there was a big explosion, and when it cleared, it was just... It just decapitates the uh, unit zero. Did it decapitate that one, too? It did some kind of big slicey. Yeah, I wasn't I, sure exactly what happened that, to it. That's but. what the wiki says. I think there is a shot of its head on, on the ground, like, very quickly. Yeah, um, but anyway, basically this thing fucks up the other Ava 2, and uh, so Shinji listens to Kaji and makes his decision and runs back to, to Nerve after swearing that he would never pilot an Ava again earlier in the episode. He runs down, and he shows up, he bursts in, and he's like, let me pilot it. And Gendo, of course, is such a shithead, even though he knows that he's he needs this like badly or else everyone's fucked. He's still like, what are you doing here? And it's like pissing me off even more because he's a great fucking antagonist. Shinji's like, I am Shinji Ikari. I'm the pilot of uh, Evangelion Unit One, and like they let him in. the The angel at that point is like breaking through. He's almost like to Adam. He's like inside headquarters. They're like final shields are being depleted, and then all of a sudden, uh, Ava Unit One busts through a wall and punches it in the face, which ruled. Uh, so then, like Shinji's in the giant row fighting this thing in the base. He like pushes it against the wall, and he's like Masato activate the fifth elevator or whatever the fuck it's called and then like the thing that they launch the robots with launches them both up and i just like talked to joe during i was like this is so fucking dope like this is the coolest shit i've ever that seen that is yeah that's like exactly our type of shit just like that type of like movement action set piece where it's like you already know what's gonna happen because you understand the rules and then they yeah. do it in a really satisfying way yeah, it's so dope. And, uh, yeah, so they go, they go up, and they're fighting, and Shinji's beating the shit out of this thing. And then it cuts off one of the Ava's arms, and then it regrows as, like, human-looking flesh. And uh, that's real weird. And then Ritsuko's like, oh, is she awakening? So, yeah, um, so this is actually, after on, it goes, I think, like, I think I, I, I gotta go back berserk. a little bit. 
Yeah. It, so, it runs out of energy and then it goes yes. berserk. Wait, Shinji's, yeah, Shinji's beating the shit out of it, but then he runs out of energy. Then the thing is going to, like, kill his ass. It, like, grabs it by the head, like, flings it with its, like, tile arms. And then Shinji's stuck there in the Ava, and he's, like, screaming, like, come on, like, move, move, move. And, like, it's genuinely terrifying, like, because the thing is trying to, like, stab with the tiles into the, like, heart of the um, Evangelion where, where Shinji's located as the pilot. And, like, when it stabs it to get to that point, there's just, like, this big blood fountain, and it's, like, the stuff we've been seeing over the last couple episodes just being, like, really, like, gnarly, gruesome fighting and damage and stuff. And then, like, as the thing is about to get cracked and Shinji's, like, yelling, move eventually like something awakens inside the evangelion and it like goes berserk and that's when it regrows the weird human looking arm and ritsuko says she is awakened i forget exactly what happens does it break out of its own thing or does the angel break off the quote-unquote armor um it breaks out of its itself like it uh so yeah so does the arm thing after it like pulls it towards itself in a really nice movement yeah and it's like opening its big toothy jaw at it and it's like very like monstrous and intimidating and then like i'm pretty sure um, i'm pretty sure like like the armor comes off after it eats the thing yeah so it like pins the angel down and it like starts eating it like biting around like the the throat it looks like and they comment that it's eating it and like one of the nerve employees like almost pukes and like it's like real gruesome there's some shot in here, I forget, like, what event in the story it was, but where, like, um, something gets smashed, like, one of the Avas or the Angel gets smashed, and just, like, blood shoots all over Gendo, and, like, it's, like, it's another, like, it's another very bloody episode. Yeah, that's how, um, Unit 01 loses its arm, or, like, okay. part of its arm, is it happens inside of Nerve, and it, like, lands right next to Gendo, so he's up watching it, and then, yeah, like, yeah. half of his face is coated red. Oh, you're right, yeah, that the arm flies by, yeah, um... Yeah, so the angel basically gets revealed. We always knew it was like at least like partially like biological, but then they reveal mm-hmm. Ritzko's like, yeah, that's not actually armor. It's bindings that we like put on to contain its power, and now it's breaking out of the bindings. Uh, it's like broken free, uh, and like the angel kind of like is crawling around on all fours, and it eats the or the Ava is crawling around on all fours. It eats the angel. It's like looking around, uh, and then it like kind of like bellows, and you can see like the like flesh underneath the like the purple armor and it it does a big animal howl and then that's the end of the episode and then in the next time on thing they specifically say that shinji has fused with this other living thing or something like that like i don't remember the exact wording but it's like it has become one with shinji we can we can save parsing that sentence out for next time sure the only thing that i think was missed is um after that, like, the last shot after the screaming is Fuyutsuki asking Gendo if this awakening was part of his plan. And yeah. Gendo says yes. He says, it has begun. Yeah. And then to be yeah. continued. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, I'll so say I right take it. I, I take it you liked it. Oh, I was just saying, another awesome episode. I feel like the show is really rolling now. Like, yes, this is we're we're in the good spot. Like, I, I've been enjoying this show up to this point. But like last episode and this one, I was like, OK, here we go. Like now we're in it. We are we are truly in the back third. The the, the pieces were set. The dominoes have fallen. So, I don't know. The queen is in check. Some other metaphor. <laughs> yeah. Show. Yeah. This episode's great. So first of all, it was fucking awesome getting to see Shinji stand up for himself so much like i felt 
the level of pride that like my therapist must feel with me <laughs> when I've made a lot of progress. Like I was just like, yes, this is so good. Like I was just thinking about like comparing the Shinji you see at first to the one we see in this episode. It's just so satisfying. Yeah, like, watching him like th- there's a really interesting arc of Shinji just throughout this 20 minutes. He decides he's never going to do it again. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't want any more people getting hurt. And then he decides to yeah. get back in it because he doesn't want any more people getting hurt. Yeah. Just, like, that personal thing. I saw something in the Discord talking about, like, uh, Kaji negging him. But I'm, I am I was already under the impression that, like, Shinji was still standing there watching because he was thinking about it. Like, he was, he, he was thinking about it. And then I think, like, Kaji's the first person to mention that, like, oh, yeah, all humanity will end if, if, this, yeah. uh, if, this, if this happens. Yeah, and he's well, like, and I accepted his death at this point, it seems. Yeah, I, I agree with you that I think he's already thinking about it. But I wouldn't really say, like, that I read Kaji's talking to him as anything negative. Like, I, I think feel he's like... Just, he's just, like, telling him. Yeah, like, I don't think he's trying to make sure... He literally says, like, it's only you. Like, nobody's trying to, like, yeah. like pressure you. To, and I think he meant it. I don't think he was trying to, like, use reverse psychology or anything to, like, get him to do it. I think he literally was just, like... Like I'm good with whatever happens. Like, but I can tell that you're not. Like, no one, no one's forcing you. You walked away. You know, you can walk back, but like, no one's expecting you to. Which is, I don't know. I like that. It's like that candid too. That he that he gets to say that so plainly that it's like it is truly your decision, Shinji. If 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 you want to go and get back in that robot one more time, yeah. I I thought that scene was so good and so important. Like mm-hmm. because. And part of this is, like, I, I'm resonating with it in my own experiences as I have gone through, like, more, like, therapy and stuff and, like, learning how to, you know, be a, be a better version of, of me and stuff. It's, like, the beginning, in the beginning and basically for, like, most of the show, Shinji is, like, even when he's, like, making his own decisions, it's because he feels like he has to, like, mm-hmm. and there's, like, a very, like, nuanced difference here between, because, like, you could... You could look at it and be like, oh, well, he still feels like he has to because it's to defend him. But there is really a, a truly a difference between him choosing to get in the robot any other time and this one where, like, he fully stood up for himself and said no. And then, like, rather than feeling like he had to stick to that decision, he demanded his out, spot in the robot. Yeah, Kaji makes him realize that, like, this time, if you go back on it, you're not going back on your, like, boundaries. You're not going back on, like, what you said you are going to do. You're choosing in, under entirely different pretenses what you're going to do. And that doesn't invalidate your previous choice to stand up for yourself this is still doing what's in your like you're you're mm-hmm. listening to yourself instead of anybody else and like i just feel like the show did a really good job of emphasizing that because like there's a way you could do this where you'd be like oh look he he just went back what like what he said he was going to do and like like he's doing it again but, like no like, it really truly is like a, a an entirely different scenario where i don't even think it's like an obligation he just wants to help he doesn't feel like he has to he doesn't feel like it's like, like everyone's gonna be mad at him if he doesn't mm-hmm. like it's just like he just wants to help and yeah, he does yeah. it and makes that decision on his own. Yeah, he sees, I mean, that's the thing. He sees people that he genuinely cares about failing and, like, getting hurt. Like, he sees, Yeah. Uh, he, he yells Ayanami when Unit Zero does this, you know, suicide attack. Yeah. Which, by the way, Ray does say, if I die, I can be replaced right before she does it. Yeah. That's a detail. I don't know if it came out that I think is important. I also forgot one other detail that I should bring up because I think it happens in that Masato conversation after he um, is leaving. 
uh, earlier in the yes, episode. Yes, I, I was thinking he's, about the the talk that they have. It's also very yeah. very good. He's like, "Why was Toji chosen?" And she ex- she actually explains the thing we talked about forever ago on the show. She was like, "Everyone in your classmate is like was being is was and is being considered for like the fourth child and like that level of like." Mm-hmm. Ava involvement and stuff and so it's like oh it was intentional that like it seemed like everyone at, at this school just became a, a pal like that was literally the point they were like installing yeah. these kids in the same class because they were thinking about using them as the pilot like yeah and she points out that like she didn't know it either she's like it was a cover-up that I learned about recently and yeah. she also says like what happened with Toji was you know an accident nobody really could have predicted because it was the the robot got infected um but in in whatever way that happened um but yeah another thing that i liked about that conversation was just how candidly like masato has processed things like this event this tragic event that happened in the last episode i feel like really pushed both shinji and masato i think probably a little bit of everyone maybe not asuka to like reach a conclusion about something they've been processing or struggling with because like masato's like I had put a lot of pressure and like my dreams and my aspirations onto you. And like, that was shitty and not fair. I don't blame you for leaving. Um, and she's like, but also all of this happened because the fate of the world is on the things you are capable of. And yeah, Shinji's like, well, isn't that still a little bit shellfish? And she's like, yep. And I mean, that's it. It's like, it's the messy situation that it is. And then, yeah, and then, yeah, like, the, Shinji gets to process that while he goes to his shelter, and and then he starts running back towards Nerve. Yeah, I think you're right about um, what you said, too, because looking back on that scene after you said that, she does feel really different in that scene from her at the beginning, too. Mm-hmm. A lot has yeah, happened in, in 19 episodes. Yeah, and it's cool to see, like, growth points on these characters that feel legitimate and earned, like... Mm-hmm. Rather than just like, well, like some episodes have gone by, so now they've learned stuff and they they're a different person. Like I actually feel like it makes sense. Yeah, the the, the, the timing of it. it. Yeah, yeah, the the timing and pacing of the show are things that I think work really well for me. Barring like maybe I don't know some of the Asuka stuff maybe could have been condensed, but I don't really complain so much as I'm just like, could it could it go from nearly perfect to perfect? Yeah. The revelation of, like, the class thing, like, that they were all basically, like, mm-hmm. up to be grabbed to be pilots is so chilling. Like, there's something about that that feels really, like, cool in, like, a dark way. Just, like, none of them know that's happening. Like, none of them know they're being, like, pushed together in that way. And, like, they were, like, constantly being evaluated without them knowing. And just, like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. That's some, there's some really, like, diabolical feeling about that. That's, like, a yeah, cool, and... cool little twist. The way that, like, Kinsuke begging for it and not being picked, like, I wonder if it's just like, oh, yeah, we have a, we have them ranked by their test scores or physical performance or whatever, and, like, yeah, next in line was, was Toji for for some reason. Yeah, um, and that's interesting, too, though, because then you get, like, two things there, which is, like, one, like, you know, th- they have this class that they're trying to mine, and there's someone who, like, actively wants it, and then it's also interesting because you realize that Kensuke it actually is feasible for him to get what he wants. Cause up till that point, you don't really think that's ever really a possibility. Like when he's like, mm-hmm. whining about wanting to be the pilot, you're like, that's not going to happen. But then you're like, in this episode, like, Oh shit, I guess it could, if enough things went the right way or the wrong way, depending on your point of view. Um, yeah. It's like, it's yeah. like, 
it's weird because I'm like, is it because he's so heartbroken that like he can't do it. And then he's like, I just want to be able to do this thing for I don't know. He thinks it's cool. He wants to be involved and be the type of person he's admiring. And I think Toji getting picked kind of like deepens that wound for him. Not that we really see it like we just kind of hear it on the phone in this episode. And then, yeah, to to know like, oh, yeah, no, he's in there because he's eligible for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, just just didn't happen. Yeah. God, I I think also like I, I already praised like their their treatment of Shinji in this episode. Like equally good is what they do with Gendo. Like pitch perfect this episode. Like like I said, like the fact that they they take Shinji's big like putting his foot down like lying in the sand thing, and then Gendo's just like, yeah, no, fuck you. I'm still in charge. I'm still in control. I'm still like the adult with the mm-hmm. resources and the power and like whatever. Like that was perfect. And then like the way he was reacting to him, like the stuff he was saying about like we don't have time for a petulant child and like like so I guess you're running away again. Like I will never see each other again. Like it's just like oh, it's so good. Like he's such a good shitty character. Yeah, he's like. Yeah, I think he's just like, so we'll never see each other again. And Shinji's like, that is that is the intention. That That is what I yeah. would like to happen. And then, mm-hmm. you know, ten minutes later, he comes back and he yells at him to say that this is what I'm doing. I am choosing to get in this robot because I, I want yeah. to, to, to stop this and save people I do care about and humanity as a whole, I guess. And, and like I was getting at, too, is like... Gendo literally has no other options at that point. Like, we're watching all of his plans fail. Like, it's like, all right, send up Ray in hers. Well, that's not going to work. It's like, all he right, doesn't send up even Ray. No, seem concerned, because he's just like, use this, and then it's refusing. like, all right, we'll do this. And, the, and like, he doesn't really... He, the only time he really seems upset or worried is he. there is one moment where he yells Ray's name when she does the bomb thing, um, which is, you know, continues the trend we've seen of him caring about her and literally no one else. Yeah, well, I also feel like even if he wasn't, like, concerned, I feel like I got the impression of, like, being, like, almost, like, offended and angry that the Ava was rejecting them. Like, when yeah. it was, like, not accepting the, the plug and or Ray and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But it's just, like, you're watching all that happen, and, like, he basically knows that he has no other options, and yet he still is delaying letting Shinji help to so he can, like, basically just, like, be an asshole to him. <laughs> like... Mm-hmm. He's like, that's more important to him is to, like, mock him and be like, oh, like, what are you doing here? You ran away, blah, blah, blah. Like, that's more important than, like, letting him help and, like, fix the situation. Yeah, I like how it cuts away, too. Like, we don't see Gendo saying, yes, we don't really know if he did or just, like, let it happen. It's just Shinji yells. Gendo is, like, there and and turns around and is like, what are you doing? It's like, I'm here to, like, it takes him a second to, to build up, I think, the... I don't know, the courage or find the words or something. We see him, like, yeah. kind of, like, squeeze his hand until he turns into a fist. And he's like, I am Shinji Akari. I'm the pilot of, of EVA Unit 01. And then we cut away to the the main headquarters room where the angel cuts in. And then we're like, yeah. oh, shit, this is, like, we, we've never seen anything happen to this room. This is unprecedented. Like, we've never mm-hmm. seen anything happen inside of Nerve other than in the first episode where it moves its arm by itself. That's not entire. Well, that, that area of nerve, yes, but there's been other stuff inside of nerve where oh, like yeah, that, that one angel got in and like. But yeah. that wasn't yeah, that wasn't like big action set piece destroying things. It was just problem solving in that room. Um, even though it was an angel, but uh, to to what have about that the one where like they had to co- the kids had to come back to the headquarters. They were like out and they had to come back in. They had that oh, play yeah. where like one of them like, like tossed the gun or, the or one, some like, shit. 
Yeah, it was like a different part of the headquarters, but I feel like it was the same building. Like, this still feels unprecedented to me, even though no, you it, are it right. Was, it's, yeah, no, it, it, it does because it is, because like, it is like closer than it's ever gotten before. Like It's mm-hmm. been in pretty far, but this is like the most centralized it's ever gotten to, I feel like. like yeah, I mean, it's it stares down Misato like pretty close. And like yeah. I love that suspense and tension. And then like, yeah, through the other wall comes... Eva O1's fist. It's like, so cool. And, and like, cause like, like, that's our confirmation that he's in the robot again. It's just like really effective. Is it busting through the wall like the goddamn Kool Aid Man and punching it in its stupid jaw. Like, it's so good. Yeah. And like, I, I, it's almost unfair that the people that made this show are as good at being like a, a contemplative artistic show and they're really good at like big bombastic action. Like, mm-hmm. it's not really fair, like, to be that good it's at fucked both. Up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, and then he has complete control of the situation. He like does the, the really cool elevator sequence where he's like grinding like, balls, it against like, the like, wall. He, and then like, when they're up there, he like Brock Lesnar hammer fists it. <laughs> like, it's awesome. Yeah. No, he is, he is completely in control and winning and it's so powerful to be like yes he's doing this and he wants to do it like this anger is coming out which is like you know start i think it it reaches a point where i'm starting to be concerned even though i know that like he is angry and has difficulty expressing it like his conversation with masato establishes that yeah that he just uh buries everything inside and then this is coming out but then that's immediately ri- like all of those feelings are ripped away because the Eva just runs out of power. That was an interesting thing you just reminded me of, too, that Masato um, tells him, like, it's going to be harder if you, like, don't let your anger out. And he's like, that works for you. I don't have to live like you, basically, is like he's going to figure out a different way to do it rather than, like, being angry about the situation. Like, I, I don't have to process my 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 things the way that you process yours, um, which is valuable, even if, like. Shinji does need to figure out a way to process his anger. Uh, but, like, yeah, that conversation, I love that it's that, like, the, that dialogue is prompted by him. He's like, he says, so I assume Asuka, you know, thinks I'm the worst. And she's like, yeah, she didn't even want um to say bye to you or anything. And uh, Shinji's like, yeah, that sounds like her. That's fine. Um, And Masato reads that as, hit, like, him refusing to express anger with her it's like you're not mm-hmm. gonna you're not like you know you're gonna have difficulty if you don't let yourself be angry and chindi's like i'll process shit however i want to yeah i mean i i feel like he has a pretty healthy relationship with his anger in this episode like he lets it out when appropriate and then like otherwise it's pretty chill yeah like, he screams at his know. dad who like yeah which is deserves good. it and he's, yeah he is upset but calm with masato um he doesn't like take anything out on her even Mm -hmm. if she is admitting to making his situation worse in in a way yeah and she's like you could just just be angry like it's okay to be angry he's like i'll process things how i want but that's just like um the animation of like like the face he's making and the screaming in that last scene is like it starts to make me think about it like i'm like is this okay? Is this entirely okay? Is it going to get worse? But then, yeah. But then it doesn't matter. Then it becomes out of his control again, right? But it is cool though because it does tantalize you with that possibility. Because there is, you're right. There's one frame where like he almost looks a little bit like bloodlusty. Like, yeah, and like that's the thing. It's like he has a lot to to emotionally let go of. Like it's 19 episodes worth, and yeah. and like 
yeah, longer, and it's, really, if you think about his life up to that point. Yeah, absolutely. That's the thing. The show starts with with emotional baggage. It's just been, like, pressurized and tightened yeah. for, for 19 episodes in front of us. Um, but, yeah, like, that's the most consciously aggressive. We've seen him in the robot, and then it gets stripped away from him, and then the robot, I was going to say, protects him, but it's really, I don't know if we want to assume motive uh, for, um, for that. I feel, well, I don't know. I mean, like... Obviously, there's a, there's an element of self preservation, but I do feel like part of it, at least, is to protect him. Mm-hmm. I I had a weird thing. I don't think this is anything. Well, no, maybe I do think it's something. I don't know. I'm just gonna say it. When they were like, she was awakened. Like it, it you know, it makes the most sense. They're just talking about like a female, like Ava. But part of me remembered the moment where it was like dying, and he like busted out of that one angel when he was like thinking about his mom. And, like, I started to wonder if his mom has something to do with this. Like, when they said, like, she is awakened when the Ava, like, like, like fires mm-hmm. up and, like, whatever. I was like, I wonder if that's connected at all. Um, that's, you know, just a thing to, to put out there as we continue down the home stretch of this thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like we already covered, the action's awesome. It's fucking great. Yeah, really, um, really well-directed action all in of this it. episode. Even even just the simple parts, like the way Asuka's shooting at the thing was really cool. Like mm-hmm. emptying the one gun and like grabbing two more and like continuing to go like with like the standoff. And, yeah, like, the, um, the the movement in this episode is wonderful. I think is this I don't know if this is the most robots we've seen. Like like this like the second half of this episode is almost all robot action and usually the the show is pretty scarce with what we see. Um yeah. or not scarce, but I guess like selective for to his to his strength. It's all great. I think the show is really firing on all cylinders in in the it last episode is. and this episode. The past, like even yeah. the past few, like kind of the start of the the hinting of the Toji stuff. I was I was like really dialing up. I was like, it's it's gonna let loose soon. Um, granted, I know that because I've seen it, but I feel like you can kind of feel it anyway. I don't think I knew. I don't think I knew it was gonna ratchet up the way that it that it has it, i mean it's hard to know the way that it has yeah it well it, yeah and just like yeah i don't know it, the 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 like no, i don't want to say the stakes that's not what i mean i guess just like the effects of the battles are becoming more drastic as we get further in the show which is cool like the it's just, mm-hmm. they're just bloodbaths now every episode and it's awesome and like um we got to see the um the like aftermath of that in this episode because at the beginning they show like the um the remnants of that the battle from the last episode and it's just it looks so gross and cool like it looks like mm-hmm. if like miyazaki made a a bloody image like well actually he yes. has before like princess mononoke gets pretty gnarly but mm-hmm. it, it's just a very intricately drawn like setting but it's really like grotesque because it's just like blood and like debris everywhere and like and like yeah, the, some, the fountain there's some really good frames cool. yeah mm-hmm. and like i i gotta give up props too because the angel when it first showed up I was like oh that's a like, weird looking thing it looks kind of like a big weird dog with like a skull face yeah, and I didn't, like, like the, i didn't really remember its design very much like it's it's mask kind of stuck out to me but i was like this is the angel in this episode? I don't really remember it. Because I remember this yeah. episode. I remember all the big stuff. But yeah, I, 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 get, I was saying, like, I gotta give credit where credit's due. Because like, if you would have told me, like, yeah, there's gonna be an angel that has like tile arms. I'm like, uh, okay. But like, they made it really cool. Like, just those like flat squares that could just like cut through anything like incredibly easily. Like, where it's just like 
stabbing and slicing off like the Ava's like heads and arms and stuff and like like it would puncture it and then just like like gallons and gallons of blood would shoot out. It, like they made it really cool. Yeah. I mean, like on paper it like sounds dumb. Like mm-hmm. Yeah, in motion in the way that though like right away we see how much damage those things can do. Like yeah. it's 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 wild how like the casualties of this episode, like mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's it happens so quickly it's really difficult to like really sink in how, like what happens to Asuka and Ray in this episode? Well, yeah, that's true. I hadn't thought about it till just now when you said it's like, oh yeah, like if an angel showed up in the next episode, they're gonna be fucked because like almost all their whole line is gone now. Like mm-hmm. they just have like Shinji's left, and it's like out of control. Like, yeah, it's a hell of a cliffhanger. Good episode. I don't... Good show. Yeah, yeah, it's great, and I, I'm really interested to see where we go from here now too, as we're learning more and more about like finally like what these things really are and like there's the the shot where it's like it's like walking on all fours with its one human arm and it's like eating the thing and like people are puking and then it like turns oh, yeah, to like the, the camera the arm um, that the arm that comes is like so just human looking it's yeah. strange and then the shot where like it it's like in the kind of like the woods like surrounded by trees a little bit like it, it's still in the city but like there's like trees around it and it's like 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 crouching over the thing it's been eating and it turns and looks at the camera and its face is kind of like hidden in shadow it's like these glowing eyes it looks like an animal it looks like a wolf mm-hmm. or something out in the wild and it's like it's so cool yeah it's it's like, so to... evocative this like terrifying beast that like they had on a leash and they do not anymore yeah and like i like how weird the episode gets like from the moment that the thing grows that arm you're like what the fuck am i watching and it gets mm-hmm. so it gets weirder from there too as it continues to like crawl and eat and like scream and like yeah knock like, the armor off of it, it like, it's it's interesting because like coming from the last episode the the violence is so gory how it like like that like that's the way that the the show kind of surprises you and assaults your senses is to have it eviscerate the other eva and it like it's gory in a way we're not used to for the show and like it, it's violent in a way that we've never seen it quite get to um even with the the womb episode you reference like that's really bloody and like that's that's like new for for that moment but it's even still like seeing the the actual gore when it busts open the head is like holy shit and like this i feel like has a similar effect in a very opposite way because we don't really see the the, the gore or like uh like blood or any body horror like well i guess the arm growing back is kind of body horror um and like that's but it's 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 like strange in a new way and then seeing it just like you know walk on all fours and bend over this this other angel and like eat it like we don't even see it yeah. it's like it's like in the middle distance and like blurry and very fluid motion it's like such a surreal way to amp up the the action it's not, it's like not necessarily the opposite of what happened on the last episode but like definitely a very different direction to be like I'm concerned for reasons I was not prepared to be concerned for. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's like only like one shot I think of it like uh like up close of it's like eating. Mm-hmm. I think there's a shot of it kind of like putting the thing's skull in its mouth like between its teeth. Yes. And even that's like between two trees. I I love the the visual distance um which which kind of I think puts you in in nerve shoes, but even just like like looking on like an animal that's like eating its prey and it's like I don't think I should be here. <laughs> Right, yeah, and speaking of, like, distance like that, it just reminds me of one shot I wanted to specifically call out. During the conversation with Masato, there's one shot where I think it's the line you talked about where he's like, isn't that kind of selfish or whatever, Mm -hmm. where Shinji is, like, very small in the bottom right-hand corner of the frame, and the rest is just, like, trees and, like, 
you know train station stuff behind him and it just like it's just a really like pretty shot and i immediately like noticed it's like ooh that's like triggering some kind of effect like that that's doing something like the way they have him positioned in that frame like that and then they cut back to masato and then when they cut back to him it's right on his face and it's the him saying i will never pilot Neva again and it's like ooh like that's good stuff like mm-hmm. just like playing with like where he is in the shot to like yeah there's some really good emphasis. framing like, in this episode yeah. Again, like I think I mentioned it in the recap, but the the shot where Unit O one not O one O two uh Asuka's robot's head like conveniently lands in the shelter that Shinji was in, just like him already hiding in the corner of that room, being confronted with like that imagery where he immediately knows how bad things are. Uh huh. Yeah. And like the fact that the that head falling there killed more people from the shelter. And, like, all of this happening around him, like, it just does so much with, technically speaking, very little. Like, it's not like yeah. Asuka's yelling at him for help or he's seeing right. her fail. It's like he's trying to just do the shelter stuff. He's thinking about, um, he, like, we hear, we hear audio from this, which I'm, I'm assuming is re- implying that he's remembering it. Like, he's thinking about, like, he hears her voice saying, like, why would you learn, like the escape training like that's not a thing that pilots should have to deal with like you wouldn't be going to a shelter or running away um and he's thinking about that and then the the head crashes and it's this like huge you know metaphor for how bad things are out there that he hasn't been watching i did not realize that that was her voice in that in that voiceover that makes sense that makes a lot of sense yeah yeah i i don't know who else would be i'm assuming that's her voice like I am, I, I immediately like that's what popped in my head. I don't know, like her voice doesn't really sound like anyone else's on the show. I don't think. I was just confused because I thought it was happening in the space he was in. Like oh, I thought yeah. it was like someone off camera, so I was just confused. Your version actually, like, oh, I I get it. That that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I that that's how I read it as like um like a kind of like fl- whatever he's thinking about or flashback thing. Yeah, that's super effective. Uh, there's a lot of quick cuts of like the the damage being done to uh Ray and Asuka's robots there's the 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 framing of like when he's standing there watching the her like the angel do whatever it's doing in Kaji's field and just like this yeah the silhouette of the armless robot up there like a big yes fallen giant like some fucking uh Xenoblade chronicle shit uh there was Similar to that, there was something in Yu-Gi-Oh that I watched <laughs> recently um, where, for some reason, they go back in time and see Obelisk and, fuck, another one. There's two of them stuck and frozen in time like that, like Xenoblade Chronicles. Anyways, it's made me think of that, just like the yeah. the way it's up there. It's like just a, just a really evocative imagery. Yeah, I'm glad you shouted it out. I mentioned it in the recap. I'm glad we're taking time to like specifically talk about it. It's It's very, like emblematic of like it almost feels like the equivalent like of like something like the statue of liberty standing ahead of you with its head blown off as like gunfires all around it it's like it's very like mm-hmm. he looks up at that it succeeds like how like um how like hope is just like falling around him at the moment with like all of like his friends and their like big weapons like failing and just like yeah their lives being put in immediate danger there, there's something that really works well for me too about 
when Shinji has left Nerve and they're first launching up Asuka to take care of this, like, I don't know, like, if this is even, like, relatable enough to be, like, worth saying, but, like, as someone who has been a person who is, like, like Shinji, been, like, I was supposed to do this with my friends, and then, like, I didn't, like, to, like, use, like, wrestling as an example, like, if I, like, like, when I decided I was done with wrestling, I, like, pulled off of a show, but I knew my friends were still going, right, like, whatever, like, there's something that feels very true to that experience with the way that they portray, like, all right, Asuka, go up, like, and, like, you're watching her do it alone, like, it just, it, it, it reminded me of, like, it felt like when I would be in Shinji's shoes, just, like, knowing my friends were going to do something that I was supposed to do with them, like, it's a very, like, specific comment, but... I thought it worked really well. Yeah, it's it's interesting in in this circumstance, like because that feeling is there despite them being forced into it. Like, yeah, their their relation their relationship was like they they have worked together well in in certain circumstances. There's a lot of the show regularly shows them being incapable of standing each other outside of the robots, but working really really well together in them. Mm-hmm. So her going up there alone and being like, I can't fail again. I can do this even without him. And just completely losing uh, terribly so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think it does evoke this like, like it, it, it's very it's it's a it's a really good like not conclusion isn't the right word, but like tipping point to to that situation to their relationship because um, she's like yeah. mad at him for for leaving, even though like. You know, we know he has completely valid reasons for not wanting to do this anymore. Yeah, and I feel like it's a credit to, like, how well they've built up the whole, like, structure of this organization that, like, you know, that you get that kind of hollow feeling of knowing what it's going to be like for Asuka to fight this without backup, mm-hmm. like, without Shinji. Yeah. Like, you just get the feeling of, like, something's missing. Like, one person going up isn't really enough, and you can feel that. Like, You ever been, you ever been really mad at a co-worker who complete, like, who quit, but also totally deserved... To, to take that better position somewhere else and you're like you deserve better but now i'm dealing with this by myself and asuka handles that by being very very angry and trying to prove that she can handle everything herself even though she can't and falls on her sword a little bit it's it's rough i do like seeing her shoot every gun like she just has a pile of it guns awesome. next to her some john wick shit yeah that was really cool like just like pulling out more of them more really pro- cool. actually also- more appropriate it's like matrix shit different keanu reeves yeah. movie right uh i also like like really thought about it this time for the first time in several episodes i was like they really just built like gigantic scale machine guns huh like they just like made the same thing but large they made <laughs> rifles for big robots yeah it's a cool. lot of them <laughs> yeah um do, do you read her as being angry about shinji leaving i don't really think i did i mean She's angry. I don't know if she's angry at him for leaving or just angry about the situation. She expresses... I feel like she was just... She deals with a lot of things, and I think it always comes out as anger. Yeah, I feel like it was just her being, like, you know, spunky and full of fire, and just like, I'm gonna take this thing down without any help. Like, I'm gonna go do it. Like, I read it as more just, like, almost even just kind of, like, a little bit, like, good, he's out of my way. I'm just gonna prove how good I am now. I read a very distressed undercurrent in that scene. But and I, I mean, think, that's I just mean, my, I could buy that. That's just like, my point of view with with Asuka yeah. as a character. But like, I I felt like there was like a, there was like a a nervous stress to her trying to prove herself. Uh huh. Like a like I, like I I don't know. There's like there's a frustration to it. I don't know if it's pointed at him or just related to him or the situation or her general. Like she's always been anxious about proving herself in situations, and now Shinji just fucking bails. 
Yeah, I definitely agree that there is, like, attention to it. Like, even if she's acting, like, it's all, like, mm-hmm. bluster and confidence. I do think there is a little bit of, like, that, that shakiness there of, like, all right, I have to go do this alone. Like, yeah, that's that's for sure. You reminded me of another another thing I wanted to point out. Uh, it's actually kind of a throwback to when we were first starting this show, and you were telling me about, like, the kind of, like, signature, really choppy editing where they just like show a flash of an image because they do it mm-hmm. again here and it's been it's been a while since they did it when they're talking really early on about um when they took when they like forcibly removed Shinji from the Ava after yes. his little protest and they like LCL them there's just a really quick shot of like him in the Ava yeah because um, they, they yeah I think Ritsuko says they had to forcibly remove him um, yeah. that's a really quick scene i don't even know if it came up in the recap specifically i, but... I mentioned it okay yeah and like and it's like it's just a really it's like a, a really quick shot and it's like all like dredged in like these like deep blue colors it mm-hmm. looks really cool like it's nice yeah i i actually forgot already that what they're looking at is the corpse of unit 03 yep because they're yeah they're looking at what was destroyed in the last episode unless you have more to add i'll just say uh Another really, really great episode. Yeah, no, it's an in- incredible thing that we watched. Uh, you said that this was the most excited you were to watch a new episode. Yes. But- yeah, because last episode was so dope and ended on such a good cliffhanger. I was like, I need to see what happens next. I'm like actively, like, like other- otherwise I was like, oh, okay, like, let's see what's happening. But this time I was like, oh, yeah, I get to come back and watch this mm-hmm. now. Like, I was, like, actively anticipating it. I was, like, putting on my bib, like, banging my <laughs> knife and fork on the table. My favorite scene in Cats. <laughs> knife and fork um is i haven't it, seen well, it but it's a movie uh how 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 would you compare your current feeling from this cliffhanger to to how you were like two hours ago uh less excited but still excited okay there's less of a direct like i know where this is going after mm-hmm. this one like after the last one it's like shinji and his dad are gonna have some kind of huge confrontation this one is like oh like shit's like She's gonna now be totally weird. different, but I don't. But I don't know what's gonna happen. You know what I mean? Like I don't know like what happens after mm-hmm. this. Yeah, it's, I just it's, know, it's like, a very different type of cliffhanger too. It's not like let's see the 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 personal relationship consequences. It's more like what the fuck does this mean? Exactly. Yeah. It is. There's less of like uh like a direct like I know the fallout of what we just saw is mm-hmm. coming next week. I think. I think personally, again, I've seen this show before, and it's not even that I'm. Uh, saying this based on the next episode, I think just personally from my own taste, I am much more stoked on the what the fuck does this mean <laughs> type yeah. of cliffhanger. And it's definitely interesting. I, yeah, I'm I'm stoked. I'm stoked on episode twenty, and and we'll be back with that in in two weeks. I can't wait till they try to put the the big like mutated Ava in a big doghouse now that it's like fully like on its own behavior like they're trying to like rein it back in like it's like not working yeah. at all if someone can find the picture of like the eva unit on all fours but edited so the two arms are petting two dogs if you could send that to us <laughs> um i would have shown it to chris by now but i've it's you know i didn't want to spoil them sort of related one one more thing i'll say that's not really related to this show specifically but i did finally watch shin godzilla oh nice directed by by Anno and goddamn if it's not a, a two-hour episode of Eva where Godzilla is the angel and they don't have robots, it's okay. Really good. Absolutely, okay. absolutely love how he how he tackled it. 
that's all I'll say on that. Uh, I don't know Sweet. if we we kind of had like a, a a hypothetical schedule for this podcast because when we finish all the rebuilds, there will be probably a gap before we can see four. Um, it's supposed to come out this summer. This is the first time I've brought it up on the podcast. Um, I've texted Chris about it. It's supposed to come out this summer. Don't know if there will be U.S. screenings in the summer or later or really at all. I'd be surprised if there weren't. I'm pretty sure the third rebuild movie got some U.S. screenings. But anyways, once we know, we'll know. Uh, and there was some Ono projects we were considering watching to fill in some of those gaps. Uh, I'm mainly interested in the stuff that he did with robots. So I kind of want to talk about Gunbuster. And I think Shin Godzilla absolutely is is in the line of the conversations we have on this show. But yeah, I'm curious if if, if the listeners have any particular suggestions from his body of work. Uh, I know he worked on, like, he worked on, uh, oh God, some show I don't, Nadia. I think Nadia, but it's like 40 episodes, so I don't want to try and binge that or, or fit it in. Um, and I think he worked on Nausicaa as an animator or storyboarder or something, but... um. I'm re- I'm, I really just like how he uses robots in the context of this show. He's a good director yeah. um, and writer. Can I uh, compliment this this uh, person and their team one more time about this episode before we move into plugs? Absolutely. At the risk of repeating myself, I mentioned that it was terrifying when the angel's trying to break into the like central little hole where Shinji's piloting Ava. But I want to just like in more detail talk about that moment because like literally right before they cut into where Shinji is, when they just show like uh, it like stabbing at the like exposed chest of the Ava, I was like Shinji's not gonna die. Like I literally had the thought of like. He's not going to die. And then they cut inside where it's like banging at the thing and like it's cracking and he's like, move, 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 move. And like, even though I knew he wasn't going to die, I had like a bodily reaction of being scared. And that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. Just, like, great. I feel like as I get older, I, I get sometimes jaded where I'm like, oh, yeah, this this show has to continue or it wouldn't do, you know, X or Y thing. Um, but I love it when a show can destroy that instinct in me can can like incite fear that turns me into a child and and not too smart to watch tv right yeah and and like and like even it's it's great when they can make you forget it and it's even more impressive an instant like this where like i wasn't forgetting it and it didn't even matter yeah like it still got through to like some part of my lizard brain that was just like like, i don't i'm scared i know he won't die but what the fuck is gonna happen oh my god yeah 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 no i the the cracking on the on on his view is is particularly effective and like he doesn't even like just the 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 fighting and nerve is so claustrophobic um and i and i love how that shot it's like shot through some greats and i love the and the the reason i I jumped to talking about that is because i was going to say the the entry plug i also love how simultaneously expansive and claustrophobic it is because like he's in this tiny thing we know he's inside of the robot but like visually it's just it just looks endlessly orange and like he's not like yeah. the, the the camera isn't always tight on him like we see it from above in this weird angle which is like down like from from like behind and above him so we're looking down on him but like i don't know if it's just like the way the fluid works or or just the 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 effects of it but like it just it makes him look very small in a space that we know is very tight and seeing the mm-hmm. cracks on that does so much uh, for for that effect. 
Yeah. I had a weird thought about, like, that little space during this episode, because, like, when the angel, like, flings the Ava by its head, and he, like, you know, crash lands against a hill or whatever, mm-hmm. um, like, Shinji doesn't look very, like, you know, like, rattled or rocked from, like, that, and I was like, how much did they, like, pad that little area? Like, if they did enough to, like, where, like, falling in the robot doesn't, like, rattle you or shake you up too bad, like, that's, they, like, did a good job. They were thinking. They were like, we got to, like, put some, like, Casper mattresses on the inside of these seats. We got to, like, you know what I mean? Like, This episode's been just... brought to you by Casper. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I just, like, noticed that, like, he got, like, flung and fell down and he, like, seemed fine. So I was like, oh, they did a good job. They, they padded it out the way they should have. Yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's all right. Um, right. I'm sure everything will be fine. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, I think I think I've touched on everything that really stuck out to me this episode i think yeah it's good me as well it's very good <laughs> excited to tackle the last what six episodes 20 through 26 wouldn't that be seven episodes is that seven i don't know how to do math i'm gay <laughs> actually very good at math just only uh eight hours of the day when i'm being paid to do it right yeah you've done your math for the day. yeah yeah i i clocked out and and i've, I've reverted to um robot do punchy <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, I guess that'll that'll do it for this episode. We'll be back in two weeks with episode twenty, and I'm stoked, stoked on that. Chris, where could people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Topher Disgrace. I will briefly plug uh, Movie Club because just last night we recorded an uh, an anime episode. We watched Howl's Moving Castle, so that's out on the Patreon right now, and it'll be out on the public feed on. Uh, the Monday after this comes out, so you can keep an eye on that if you want uh, me and more anime stuff. Um, AHHWF comes back this Saturday when you're listening to this, 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, that's going to be fun. We're putting all the champions against randomized opponents, so who, who the fuck knows what's going to happen with that? Even I have no idea who they're going to be facing. Um, and the biggest thing I want to plug is that Alien Happy Hour, my uh, network that does both Movie Club and AHHWF, we're doing a Patreon uh, special offer for the next month. So Thursday, when this episode comes out, will be our Patreon anniversary. And for that, we want to do a little uh, bonus thing. So anyone who is a Patreon, is a Patreon member, a supporter, or whatever, a patron, if you will, has <laughs> a word for that. If you sign up, or if you already are one, a month from our anniversary on Thursday you will get access to a special patrons-only stream. And if you join or are currently at the $15 tier, you will be asked to add a member to our HHWF roster. So a couple cool things there. We're trying to to, to do a little, little drive, try to get some uh, new patrons. Nice. You can find me on social media, Ghost of Joe, Ghost of J-O. Um, and I make a couple other podcasts. Uh, this episode comes out the same day as Kingdom Hearts Remind. Uh, so, uh, you, you, if you're into Kingdom Hearts and you want to hear, you know, two, two, two gay folks talk shit about it, make jokes, and explain the story as best as we can comprehend, uh, go check out a podcast called Got It Memorized, where we do exactly that. We, we just did an episode earlier this week on all of Kingdom Hearts 3 and and one I think like 50 minute or under an hour uh episode and um we'll be we'll be covering Remind starting next week 
And uh, after that, we have uh, a game we're really excited to talk about that is not timely or relevant, but it is something that we will very much enjoy. That sounds fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's that's got it memorized as my plug. Um, you can uh, listen to that and a bunch of other shows on the same network as this one, uh, the Orange Groves Podcast Network. Um, and you can find all that at theorangegroves.com. There's a link to join the Discord server on the website if you scroll to the bottom and you can come talk about this podcast this anime the other podcasts other stuff and yeah that's it you can also support the orange ghost patreon to hear audio that gets cut out of these episodes or other shows in the network and uh there's some other stuff at the ten dollar level as well sometimes people use the hashtag nervous rex pod to, to tweet about the show and you could also leave us a five-star review on iTunes um, about how uh, there are no men left in America. And isn't that wonderful? It is. Yeah, I think that's everything. Um, so we'll, we'll see you in two weeks. Uh, what's the th- fan service? What are we fucking... What are we saying? I feel like we can't say that anymore. I feel like we gotta say... The show like, hasn't said it in a long... It's... <laughs> Ah! The show's so different now. I think, Joe, do we just, like, do, like, an Ava Bellow now? Like, what do we, like, what do we ah! do? <laughs> Bye. Uh.